Welcome back to the Pursuit of Property podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Today, Scott and I will be talking about the do's and don'ts of investing out of state. We're going to take a deep dive into how we found our deals, how we analyzed our deals, and kind of the process from start to finish and closing out escrow and the highs and lows of our whole experience in there. So Scott, how are you doing this morning? Couldn't be better. It's a little early. We're doing our podcast this morning uh, instead of our normal routine with a guest and whatnot. So it definitely feels a little weird. Yeah, here we are, 6.30 in the morning, our uh, our, our first early morning. No, no, no. we've we've got... <laughs> Hundreds of early mornings in at this point, but yeah. it's good to be in here recording in the studio and getting more content for you guys. So, Scott, let's start. I know we've talked about it a little bit. Let's rewind all the way back to what we first started doing in order to find our now eight properties out in South Bend. Yeah. So let's skip. Let's skip forward a little because I think everybody kind of knows the story of of finding it on Zillow and then kind of working that route and then having referral from an off market deal. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about like specifically the escrow side. Okay. Are you cool with that? Yeah, let's do it. So the important part for us after finding the deals was analyzing them in a way that made sense. So, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, my understanding of the most important thing you can do before buying buying property out of state is analyzing as much as possible every factor so from the neighborhood to the market you know to the economy around that neighborhood or not the neighborhood but the city uh things like that and so i think that's really what we spent the most time doing we weren't really looking at the house itself as much yeah not only all those factors but also how all those factors played a part into the actual numbers, right? Yeah. That that we threw in and we're and we're trying to um, you know, come up with an estimate of property taxes for the city or for the county and all that stuff. So yeah, I think that's a great point. All those factors kind of coming together and us really just sitting down and doing our homework. Yeah, and that it was kind of hard, huh? Uh, <laughs> definitely the first time through it- with in a city we had never been in before. I mean, we had just gotten the hang of doing this stuff here in Fresno, but to now up and move it to somewhere and try and do it somewhere we had never set foot in before. I mean, definitely a challenge right from the start. Yeah. And so like the big thing to us, I think at the end of the day ended up being, um, cash flow was King. So we were looking, uh, you were nice enough to have put together pretty much, uh, with the help of other people put together, a deal analyzer is what we'll call it. Um, and we would go through and we were looking at Zillow for our comps. So, I mean, we, we had a broker, we referenced a broker. Um, at the end of the day, I, I would say that our recommendation would be don't rely on your broker to be the sole input on what values will be, mm-hmm. but trust that they know the market better than you. Um, and we went through and we had to analyze each property individually and then an- analyze the bundle as it stood. Yeah, because even though the bundle came with four homes all in the same zip code, as we know here in Fresno, as many of you may know, it, several neighborhoods in one zip code, you can have a really great neighborhood and then even just one street over or one block over in the yeah. same zip code, home values could be 
a heck of a lot more of a heck or a heck of a lot less and we ended up finding that out yeah a hundred percent we ended up finding that out through now uh, our, appraisals our appraisals of the homes uh, official opinions of value on the homes and so that's a great point and specifically in zillow i think the first thing we try to do to get a sense of the neighborhood was we started with one home and we kind of went and did all the filters that Zillow has, right? right? So not only were we looking at solds in the neighborhood to try to get a sense of property values all fixed up or, uh, you know, as, as is, is and fixer upper, fixed up. but we were also looking at the for rent section in Zillow to see what homes were renting for. Dude, I forgot about area. that. Right? Because and, and that's that how we huge. found out how much we could increase our rent, which is really the big reason why we pulled the trigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we were going around and we had asked for a whole bunch of help. So like our property manager helped give us a reasonable opinion um, of what that could be. Right. So we had reached out and just gotten estimates from both the agent, you know, the property manager we knew out there, things like that. Um, once we were like in escrow, we also got, ideas of what exact insurance would be from our agent connor molthed with farmers we got uh you know our taxes figured out we've had pretty much estimated taxes mm -hmm. um and at that point we were able to really dial in our deal and, and then you know from there it was an inspection you know set up right yeah so let's let's emphasize the importance of of the the inspections on those first four. So up until this point, we've been doing our homework, looking at all the filters on Zillow, um, running worst case scenarios on what our strategy was for these things, which um, if you guys have missed out on a couple uh, of episodes earlier on, our strategy for these rentals was the Burr strategy. Mm -hmm. um, so we wanted to have as little money in as possible and refinance all of our money out. Mm -hmm. So we've been running all our numbers, we're in escrow, and now it's time to decide whether or not we want to get a home inspection or we don't want to get a home inspection and close quicker, mm -hmm. right? And so what was our ultimate decision for wanting to go with a home inspector on these four? The best advice we had was to get the home inspection because we were able to use it, one, as leverage to you know, make sure that our price is correct. And we've, we've had moments before where we, we could have used that more. Um, two, we had a full understanding of what we were getting ourselves into. And we had like a list of things we needed to get done right when we opened or right when we purchased the property. And three, it scared us, you know, to living death. I mean, it was, it helped us understand what worst case scenario it was. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that would be like the big reasons for me. Yeah. Okay. And so, we we have our inspector go out and we inspect and he inspects the four properties for us and then we get the reports back what happens from there panic no <laughs> um no, but there is some there is some absolute truth to that though that the minute we got all four of those inspections back i mean a hundred, 110 plus pages for each home. And we're going through scrolling and looking at, at, at the pictures and arrows here and ar arrows there, big red letters here. And it's like, Oh, what was your reaction when you saw it? Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we had a moment where we really considered backing out of the deal. Yeah. Um, we didn't get 
a price reduction, did we? Mm-mm. We asked for one. Yeah. Um, but what it really did was it kind of gave us a really good idea of what your money buys out there. I think that that deal is still, that was a really good solid purchase. Absolutely. Um, but it definitely came with its problems. Now with all those properties being fixed up, it, it's hard to think that like they had a hundred and something pages of issues. Um, but yeah, so to me, it, it instilled like a realistic, okay, this is what I'm, what I'm buying. Like it's not a home that I'm going to go live in. This is a house that I need to fix up so I can rent for a decent amount so that I can make profit off this. It's not a brand new home, a new construction home that we're looking at in Fresno or Clovis. <laughs> it also, we learned a lot about that market that we didn't know. We learned like rain gutters and the necessity of rain gutters because of the amount of moisture that they have. Mm-hmm. We learned about basements and understanding that like how to maintain the basement and like what issues you can expect, like changes and cracks in the concrete versus, you know, flooding issues or backing up. We were given good... Um, advice to start snaking our lines like our properties so that way you know we can make sure that they don't back up we had ideas of electrical condition um we had to change out porches we had to change which tenants were there because we were realizing which tenants were taking care of the property and which ones were destroying it things like that so all those things you just said yes we spent a few hundred dollars on home inspections no, we did not get any price reduction, regardless of all the issues we found. But that whole laundry list of things you just listed were all things we learned from getting the home inspections. And it was better to learn it then, before we put our money in, versus after when we flew out there for the first time. Absolutely. A thousand percent. And it, it, it just kind of opened, like you were talking about, opened our eyes a little bit to what these things were that we're actually buying because up until that point the only thing we knew of the properties was one the blurry front view zillow pictures and two google street view from seven or eight years ago (laughs) so i think that gave us you know a, a, a good sense and maybe looking back on it at you know towards the end after we had initially calmed down from everything weirdly comfortable way more comfortable when we about flew out we there were we were like excited because the houses were actually houses and they were not as bad as the report made it seem like and it was cool because at that point we were locked in we we had almost i mean we were supposed to have closed by the time we got there and it had a small delay over the weekend yeah but like we got there and we were like oh heck yeah like this is a great purchase and so after the inspections after the little negotiation negotiation period afterwards where trying to get a price reduction um seller playing hardball saying he's already gone low enough and that's you know kind of out of stalemate i think we asked for 10k yeah something around there and then yeah wasn't able to get anything i think after that point escrow was pretty smooth we already had a shortened escrow period Mm -hmm. we were paying all cash and so that escrow wraps up, right? The only other thing on that escrow, too, is it was our first time doing a private money loan. Ah, so right. we were in escrow for a minute looking for private money lenders, and we came into a road pump of the lenders that we knew wanted to lend were nervous about lending out of state. And it made sense because it's like neither of us owned rentals. Neither of us lived in Indiana or had ever lived in Indiana. 
neither of us had a working relationship with the property manager. Um, and we were borrowing the whole purchase price. We, six, we over had, six figures. Yeah. We borrowed like a hundred <laughs> we borrowed the purchase price, 125,000. Wow. I think we walked into that deal for like a couple hundred bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big part too. We ended up finding a lender who was comfortable with it because of their own experience. And then, um, we worked with their, uh, attorney, the title company's attorney to draft up the full mortgage. And we had to get all that figured out. We had to get, uh, all of the money transferred over. We had to get the lender's signatures. We had to do the notary. So that was all little things that we don't really talk about a lot, but it was a lot of details. Yeah. And that, I don't even know if we've talked about this idea at all. I know we've had a lot of people ask us that questions. I feel like we could do a whole nother episode on just how to raise private money. money. And I don't think you and I are necessarily like the experts to teach people. But what no. I what I think we could both say is we both have experience at um, the first step, which yeah. is where probably most people asking that are at. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people looking to do their first deal and not put any of their own money in. You know what I mean? Right. I think that could be really beneficial. Yeah. So we take care of the inspections. We take care of all of the little moving pieces having to do with the private lender, getting them on the mortgage, drafting the promissory note and all that stuff. And everything's turned into escrow and we close escrow. And so we kind of duplicate almost everything we did on the first four houses. When we get a call from our broker on a package of five houses in a similar neighborhood, in a similar neighborhood. And so what was different with the next five than our first four? The hardest part was that we were the first four that we bought had been sitting on the market. So the seller was ready to give a bit of a discount. The second package was a wholesale deal, uh, essentially. And it, brokers were involved, but it was an off-market deal, and so that seller wasn't as willing to to you know wiggle. The other thing we didn't find out, we if you're watching this, hear me, we didn't realize that, that the seller on the second deal was like a notorious seller. Mm-hmm. Um, code enforcement has given us breaks because they knew, hey, those were Wee's properties; they're fixing them up. Um, the property condition was a lot more difficult or a lot tougher and not to say that Mike Wazowski, the original seller, uh, that he had a good relationship with his tenants cause we heard horror stories. Yeah. But we were just as bad if not worse. Yeah. And I think, I don't think, I know we were a little, uh, we were walking into these next five, at, at least in my mind going, Oh shoot. We just closed out these first four. Look at us. We've got four rental properties out in the city. We're out here strolling around, taking a look. Shoot. We just got five more placed on our desk. Let, you know, let's Let's do it. Let's take it down. Yeah. We were definitely eager and we erred on the side of overconfident for sure. Absolutely. And so some of you guys, uh, we may have mentioned it in an earlier episode. We may have not, but we get this referral for these five. We and don't hear us wrong. We still do all of the initial homework that we still did for the first four. We're 
and Zillow. Um, Even look, more so because this one hadn't hit the market, so we don't know what other people think. Exactly. At least with the other ones, we knew that 166 was too high. Yeah. It, based on the days on market, we knew it was overpriced. So we're doing the same exact thing. We're looking at for sold uh, or uh, sold comps, pending comps, uh, rent comps, all on Zillow. We're doing all that. We're throwing things into our deal analyzer spreadsheet. We're running numbers and everything looks looks good mm-hmm. from when we do all that and then we you know uh, approach the same crossroads that we did with with the first four and we're asked do we ha- want a home inspection on these or do we not want a home inspection on these this was the worst mistake we made hands down to date probably i i would agree with you like, that the one thing if if we could take back it would have been the to get the freaking home inspection. Because I still would have bought the package. I yeah. just would have wanted a better price. Uh-huh. And there was another warning sign when we went to the properties and we couldn't get in. Like, it's, our agent had called ahead. She had scheduled these appointments. She had gone through some of the homes. Well, we tried to go and we couldn't get into any of them. You know, did we get into any of the second package while we were there? We got into one. We got into Studebaker with the the crazy tenant. <laughs> yes. So we got into one house. But we had of a five. We had an appointment. I know for sure with Warren. With Warren, the one that we sold off. I know for sure we had the appointment there. We tried getting in. Not one day. I think we actually tried getting in two days. Two days and weren't able to get in. Um, I mean, and looking back, it's like how how did we, how, how did do we, we think that was okay? Yeah. <laughs> I think we were more nervous about the headache of it. Yeah. Which is a stupid thing to be nervous. Yeah. About. A thousand percent. Yeah. So that was our worst decision. The reason why we came to find out after was about three months into owning those properties. We had to put $8,500 towards electrical and plumbing that did not add any value to the appraisals, which is, is detrimental to the burst strategy because everybody expects to buy a home with good plumbing, good electric. And for us going in and saying, I mean, we're, we're for the first four, uh, up front, we're in maybe 300, 400 bucks a piece for our EMD and for our home inspections. Like we, owned our first four houses with less than $500 in a piece and going into these trying to do the same thing. And then, you know, less than 30 days later being hit with an $8,500 bill for plumbing and electrical. I mean, I think I can speak for both of us when it, it, that was even more full panic mode than it was opening the the original home inspections on the first floor yeah and that's a really a point to make is that we were way way more nervous when real money was on the line yeah like the the good thing about a home inspection before you own the property is that like worst case scenario you can walk away and lose your earnest money deposit if you come to find out at the very last second that the properties are not what you expected once you own that thing, you own that thing. And there are people living there. So you have a, like a moral obligation to have that a safe living. Like if somebody's paying you to provide safe living, you need to provide it. So I don't care if they're paying you $400. I don't care if they're paying you $1,000. Like 
it's you have to give them at least the safety that they're living in a safe place yeah we also didn't know the tenants were so tough yeah yeah and that's a whole another we'll talk about that a whole other episode but i mean (laughs) we've had to evict we've had to kick out we've had tenants um destroying the property because of their weight we've had tenants with drug addiction that package has had its own problems would i do it again probably because we've learned significantly more from that package than we did from our good deals but i mean we would be financially probably better off if we had found another package like the first four yeah and this ties in perfectly i had actually somebody reach out to me yesterday and they were saying hey Cade, you know i see all of these uh, not all of these i see a lot of investors kind of preaching to potential sellers and stuff you know I'll buy your house, you know, no conditions, no, no nothing. I mean, is that something that I can be or that I should be preaching when I talk with sellers? And I said, well, the first thing I pointed out was even in our purchase contract that we use here locally, there is a full section that says the purchase, the, the purchase is contingent upon the buyer's visual inspection of the property. So yes, we may be paying cash. We may be paying all the escrow closing costs. There's no commissions. We're closing quickly. But even then in the contract, we leave room for us to say we want to go and at least get eyes on the property. And so a thousand, a thousand percent, no matter, like you were saying, that escrow is for that it's exactly to do your due diligence there is always a time if you get to it a point that you get to if you want to step back and not move forward you lose 500 bucks in the emd you lose a thousand bucks in an emd but you still have the option to back out after doing that inspection yeah i mean the other part with escrow too is that you're going through all of these other miscellaneous parts. So like if the deal makes sense, that's great. But if you can't get a property manager, if you can't get decent insurance on it, if you can't find a lender on it, there's all these other pieces too that we had to find out. Like just figuring out the deal made sense or not wasn't enough of a reason to buy it or else we would own hundreds and hundreds of rentals. Yeah. Like we've turned down more now because of bandwidth than almost anything, right? Yeah. Um, Financially too, we also wanted as partners to make sure you and I were on the same page. And so when we got into these deals, I mean, we've had dozens, dozens of meetings about worst case scenarios. And we've also had four or five meetings where you and I were going through like a real life experience of the worst case scenario for certain things. Like, Hey, a budget was blown out because we weren't paying attention and we had to keep approving things or, Hey, we're getting hit with like week on week on week of like three, $400 repairs for things that we thought were totally fine. You know, we got hit with a lot of code enforcement too. Um, these are all things we can talk about in another episode, but yeah. escrow is really important because you and I probably got on the, the best level. Like we got on the same playing field when it came to where are we at both financially and mentally for these rentals. Yeah. And I know we've been talking a lot about for the second, the second pack, a lot of, what we wish we did, what we did wrong, but 
something I think we did completely right that I wish we did on the first four. I know what you're going to say. Was borrowing more money than just the purchase price. Over borrowing. Why is that? Because that way we have less money into the repairs. And so when we got hit with that $8,500 bill, I mean, yes, it was a moment of us being like, you know, oh shit. But on this second five pack, we borrowed $20,000 more than the purchase price. So when we close escrow, we have an extra $20,000 a month more to have $20,000 cash. Any day, any, I, I would take that any day of the week. And so we, we close escrow with, and we get $20,000 into our bank account. And mm-hmm. so that was a good padding for us for when these things started to pop up, the, these unexpected things. Yes, we were originally thinking those were going to go into renovating these homes, but it, it was perfect because we were able to use some of that money for some of these unexpected stuff. If we hadn't up. done it, we probably would have sold more property. Yeah. Because right now we've only sold one house and it was a house that we didn't want. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because of repairs. It wasn't because... It was because it was a five-bedroom, big house that needed a lot of work in a neighborhood that wouldn't demand the rent that we'd want. Yeah. We tried to get it off the initial purchase. Here we are. We sold it. Um, the reason also, I think, why it's really important that we stress these the, the, the mistakes that we made on the second pack was because the first pack has gone almost perfect. Mm-hmm. Outside of our refinance taking longer than expected because of, you know, taxes and all this other stuff we're about to wrap up and share a lot of good news with that yeah the second pack i would still do in a heartbeat today i would have one tried to get a lower price and i too would have continued to over borrow but at the end of the day like you only learn from the losses the profits are cool to learn about because then it inspires you but the losses are what teach you how to do it the right way yeah and i think in I don't remember. No, I do remember what episode it was. And it was when we were talking about the whole Warren thing. I mean, the Warren episode of us selling off Warren was just taking everything we've learned has taught us, you know, a hundred times more than what we would have not known before. And so right. I, I would take, I mean, it, all now this hands on experience. What a lot of kind of like the tougher situations look like. Yeah. Yeah. And so. To, to wrap up with this whole running numbers, you know, closing escrow experience, um, I know, and we always pride ourselves on being open and honest about everything. We're going to have an episode on our refinances where we will share down to the penny exactly what happened on each property so you guys know. And we but close next week on that refinance. Next week, finally, 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 um, is that... I don't think either one of us expected to be as much money in as we are up to this, up to this point in the rentals because of, because our original strategy was to do a true burr. Well, we, where we didn't have any money in, but I think at this point we are each a little under $20,000 a piece into owning eight houses where, and we're sitting here. I know way back when when we were first talking about the amount of money we had put in being more than we we'd expected and kind of complaining about it a little bit i'm looking back now and going and just grateful 
that we are in this for it's like seventeen thousand five hundred dollars a piece, and we own eight houses. Four where, of them where are going to be done too. Where, where, where else can you get that? Where, how you know what I mean? It's bonkers. Like, <laughs> the other part to that too is that like we're making money now. Yeah. Like I think too the part of it that made it really stressful at moments for us was that we were getting hit with like huge repairs on properties that weren't making us a lot of rent Mm -hmm. and we had a lot of vacant units because we were flipping them Mm -hmm. you know we had three projects going at one point in time no renters are paying those months so and we're still having to make the monthly payment to our lenders and we're paying 10 percent. you know we're Mm -hmm. paying a crazy price but now look now all of those units are rented for nine nine fifty you know each one of them's refinanced they're going to be done we're going to be cash flowing almost 500 dollars a piece off of each of those properties that got refinanced, the only one that we're not is the one that hasn't been done yet, but it's on government subsidized. So it's like there's benefits with having government subsidies when it comes to income that way. And the other four properties we're going to deal with, you know, as we get there, you know, yeah. and, and we have our next project already lined up and we have the eviction done and we have money coming in from that. So it's like, I think you, you, you make a strong point. Like even after, looking back and seeing what mistakes we made we did a lot of it right and it's what made it a financially wise investment and like you were saying how you if we could go back you'd still buy the five pack i mean i think we're both on the same page that if we could do this all over again yes there may be some things we do differently but we just make more money we do it over uh, over again and again and again and again I think in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I think that we'll, we'll do our best to never make the same mistake twice, but we're going to make more mistakes. And what we're learning is at 22 and 23 that we can solve, you know, real, like real problems. Like, Hey, this house really does need to get fixed right now. And you need to just figure out how to come up with $30,000. Yep. And we did it. We we came up with $22,000 in two days. Or at least we came up with a solution to it. Yeah. We were able to have that, you know, honest conversation with the property manager. Like, you know, hey, our budget's at this. We're over that. Here's how we're going to solve it. But this is what we need to do moving forward. We've had those conversations. And I think we should have a long conversation, you know, a recorded podcast talking about how both of us have handled different aspects of this. But Mm -hmm. it's been a good decision. Yeah. I'm excited to share the refinance numbers too. Yeah. I think we've got a lot of great content lined up uh, talking about our refinances start to finish, you know, really numbers wise, where we started, where we're at. And I think you make a, a great point. I think an episode where just us each and in, each individually talking to each other about how it actually feels personally to, to go through kind of all the stuff we did all the emotions all the, the highs stressors. and lows because that's exactly what you guys are tuning in for i mean you guys are tuning in to uh, i hope build knowledge and, and to do it yourself and, and to do it yourself and start to build your path to financial freedom through at least one path through rental properties and so i think we've got a lot of great content lined up for you guys thanks for tuning in to this episode of the pursuit of property podcast and we can't wait to be back with loads of new content coming your way so thanks for tuning in hey thanks for joining us on this early morning guys if you have any tips or suggestions on what you do want to hear more about please drop it in the comments we're kind of changing this season as we're going as we're learning more and as we're getting final figures 
So we'd love to share information that you want to know. So if you're listening, you're one of the hundred and something daily uh, listeners, shoot us over a call, shoot us a text, shoot us a DM. We'd love to know. All right, guys. Thank you.